0: Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1,525. The topic is nutrition and the title is Methods for Increasing Calories. Yes, there are people who actually need to eat more. (laughs) What we're going to talk about today is not necessarily that we're trying to correct undereating in the sense that the person has been kind of chronically undereating for fear of gaining body fat. So they have been like over restrictive and that has caused them issues in the sense of trying to get to a healthier physical state. Um, an example, there's a lot of examples. I'll just skip past that. But um, if you want a podcast about that, uh, how to increase calories if you've been under eating, we have two good ones. Uh, one is more recent. It's podcast number 1517. It's a nutrition podcast titled uh, case, uh, Client Case Study Addressing Under Eating. We also have a podcast, 1,428, which is a nutrition podcast titled, How Undereating Shows Itself. So if you're afraid that you've been undereating, that'll actually explain how you would know if you've been undereating. And then also podcast, 1,099, is a nutrition podcast titled, How to Increase Calories If You've Been Undereating. So if you've been undereating for fear of gaining body fat, you're trying to lose fat, but nothing seems to be working, you're plateaued, you feel miserable all the time, you feel soft and squishy, uh, you just don't look lean, you don't feel good, but you're afraid to eat more. All of those podcasts will help. You can find all of our podcasts on our website at And Now, what we're going to talk about today is actually people who want to build muscle. They want to get bigger, but they're just struggling to eat more. Now, I have been there. I've actually dieted about 4 billion times. I've lost 50 pounds in 10 weeks or less, three times in my life. I've lost 70 pounds in one kind of stretch of a diet. I've done a lot of dieting to lose weight. I've also gained a lot of weight. So when I first started lifting weights, I was 165 pounds. I had a fat rolls around me, like you could grab thick fat rolls I had no muscle definition anywhere at six foot tall 165 pounds so I was incredibly thin muscular wise but I had a lot of fat on me now still six foot tall bummer (laughs) would have been nice to get a little taller but I'm around 280 you can see the outline of my abs so I'm looking pretty good gained a lot of weight now in the process of that I've done a lot of A lot of experiences of trying to force feed myself. I've joked about it before in podcasts where I actually threw up one time. I was in grad school and I was trying to drink a protein and oats drink before I went into class. And I didn't feel like it. And I was like, you know, this is bull crap. You say you want to get bigger, you got to be tougher. I was super mad at myself, forcing myself to drink it. And then I just vomited everywhere outside of the building, which was probably gross for everyone. But I have been to the point of force-feeding myself to throw up. That's how much I've wanted to grow. So, it's fun in the sense that I've had both extremes. I've had crazy dieting experiences, but I've had crazy force-feeding experiences. So, if you want to know how to gain muscle size, I have done it, <laughs> and I want to share with you what I tell clients to do. Now, we have kind of like daily methods, ways to increase your calories, in like each day but then there's also tracking methods like what you should aim for every day. So I want to kinda go through both of those a little bit quick just give you a good background of it and then you can go off on your way and have fun and use some of the information. So daily ways one of the easiest best ways to do it is just to include more uh, calorically dense foods in your diet so if you don't use them or if you do use more but oils put oils on everything Uh, You know, it could be olive oil after you've cooked. You can use avocado oil because it doesn't really have a taste. Uh, Macadamia nut oil is a really healthy oil, it has a lot of good uh, types of fats in it. But you want to add oils to your food. Those are the three that I'd recommend. I I lean towards macadamia nut oil uh, or avocado oil. Those are the ones I use. But I've used coconut oil. I don't like the taste of olive oil. I am sorry to the people who probably feel offended by that. Uh, But I don't like the taste. So I've I've actually tried pretty much everything you can think of. There was a grocery store when I was an undergrad that had cans of different oils like sesame oil and all these other kind of fancy oils. So I would try them. The majority of them are gross. Uh, Grape seed oil actually has very little taste at all. So that was one I used a lot. But you can add oils to things. What's nice is it adds like moisture to food. So it just makes it a little bit easier to eat. But that'll add a ton of calories. Good Lord, ton, ton, ton of calories. You can also put butter on things. Normally, I spend my whole day telling people to eat less butter, (laughs) but you can actually butter things when you're trying to add calories, that helps. Uh, sauces are super helpful. Dressings, like salad dressings, different dressings like that. You can go wild with those things as long as you're obviously within your macros. But if you're tr- if you're having trouble adding, you know, 100 to 200 to 300 calories a day, adding oils, butter, sauces, dressings, you can destroy that gap. You'll cover that in no time. And then also uh, nuts and nut butters are a great way to kind of add some calories. So if you just eat a handful of cashews a day, Do that two or three times a day. That will be great. You can do any other. Uh, Cashews I like because they're softer. So I have six veneers uh, as teeth. So I like soft food. (laughs) But uh, cashews are what I like. You can do almonds. They make a lot of really fun uh, flavors of those nowadays. So I know there's like a cocoa-dusted almonds, which is nice. as a nice little treat, but it's still healthy and has good calories to it. You can also do protein shakes if uh, somebody's struggling to eat enough meat to get their protein in. You can use more protein shakes. Uh, I wouldn't. I absolutely do not agree with using protein shakes like all day. Uh, that's just not the best way to utilize uh, nutrition, and you don't get all the micronutrients that is within the food. You don't get as much um, digestive tract health with healthy bacteria, and there's all this other stuff to it. But you, you can add a protein shake or two to reduce some of the meat that you might need to eat. That can actually, di- your body digests protein drinks faster than it does meat, so it can actually allow you for a greater meal frequency because you don't feel so full. So that's really helpful. And then you can also switch, if you are eating meats, you can switch to leaner meats, especially later in the day. So, your last one or two meals a day, pick really fatty stuff like fatty, uh, like uh, ground beef, uh, fatty, like sirloin steak, any kind of. Other steak that you want, but have some fat in there. What's nice about that is you're gonna go to bed. You're not gonna eat for another six to eight hours anyhow, and then it has a nice slow digestion of protein into the bloodstream as you sleep. So it's actually really helpful for growth to eat some high fatter, like high higher fat meat uh, right before you go to bed. So those are a couple just quick daily tips. Are there more out there? You bet there are. But these are the by far the most effective ones, and they're simple. You know, just Pouring some oil on your food, it does not change the volume of the food, so you don't feel much like fuller trying to force feed yourself by changing your foods to all these other things and all of a sudden you have all this volume of food. So just add the oils, the butter, the sauces, the dressings, you know, add nuts as a snack in the afternoon. You can do trail mix because it has some, you know, chocolates in there and stuff. Uh, Do the protein shakes to get your protein up in between meals and then pick fattier meats at the end of the day. It doesn't need to be more complex than that. Uh, Every client I've ever worked with that struggled with this, these is the three things that we pretty much did, and it's worked every single time. <laughs> so I've worked with over 3,000 people. My goal is to make it simple, not like all these crazy nuances and try to sell a program or anything. So that stuff is enough. It does work. If you have any questions about that, though, just shoot me an email at brutalironjim at gmail.com. Now, what, the other thing we get into is how we track our calories and what we aim for uh, each day. That could be a big thing as well. Often when people try to eat more to grow, they try to eat more every single day, they get burned out, and then they kind of quit. Now, I have done that myself because I didn't know any better, but I remember I did a diet one time where I tried to eat 5,000 calories a day for, it was 30 days in a row, I believe. That doesn't sound that hard, Uh, You know, if you just have a pizza (laughs) and you're pretty much at 5,000 calories. But I restricted it to to kind of healthy things. I've jokingly told clients before, I said, you can't get fat off chicken, breast, and rice. Well, I tried. (laughs) So I tried to eat what would be considered like clean bodybuilder type foods. But try to have at least 5,000 calories every day. That was horrible. I did it but it was horrible. It's unnecessary as well. So if you try to increase your calories every single day, you'll burn out very quickly. And you might have already experienced that. So instead, what we do is we, we use caloric cycling, which people usually believe, like, think of in regards to dieting uh, to lose body weight or body fat. But you can actually calorically cycle to gain weight. I've talked about it in a couple of podcasts here and there, but essentially what that means is you're going to eat more on days you move more, eat less on days you move less. But on both of the days, you still want to be in either a small surplus or a really big surplus. So what I typically have people do if they're starting with this is on training days, we're going to eat more. On non-training days, we're going to eat less compared to training days. But overall, we're going to aim for kind of a balance of a surplus throughout the week and that'll give us like some days we're growing a little bit some days we're growing a lot but it gives them higher and lower days where some days they don't feel like they have to force feed themselves as much as they do on the high days so for example let's say somebody weighs 175 pounds now I'm going to throw out numbers more for understanding of the concept, not that you should actually do these numbers. If you want to know how to figure out your own numbers for calories and protein and distribution and stuff, check out podcast 1,232. It's a nutrition podcast set start here. It'll literally tell you step-by-step how I set up programs, nutrition programs for my clients. So free. (laughs) Just go listen to that, follow the steps, and you got yourself a nutrition plan. Now, if somebody weighs 175 pounds, Let's say they're trying to gain weight. They're relatively lean already. Like they they probably have good muscle separation, good muscle definition. They just can't seem to get enough food in to get that next level of growth. We might aim for training days to have their body weight times 17 to 18 in calories. So take your body weight, multiply it by 17, take your body weight, multiply it by 18, round off a little bit to make it easier to remember, and that would put a 175 pound person eating roughly 3,000 to 3,200 calories on training days. Then on non-training days, we might aim for a little bit lower, maybe body weight times 15 to 16. If somebody's 175 pounds, they're lean, they wanna grow, they would, that would be somewhere between 2,600 to 2,800. So on their training days, they're going to be eating roughly about 400 calories more than they would on non-training days. An easy way to adjust for that is to just use an intra-workout or post-workout drink on your training days. So that way you don't have to change all of your meals. Your breakfast can be the same, lunch can be the same, dinner can be the same. But on training days, you have 400 calories worth of an intra-workout or post-workout drink mix, whatever uh, combination you want there super easy. Then you're not trying to figure out 5,000 meals and two separate, you know, diet plans for two different days. It just makes it super simple. Now, once you get used to doing that, you might say, okay, I, I, I still want to push for more growth. And I've had clients eat like body weight times 20 and they're struggling to still grow. It just depends on their, uh, their body type, their activity level and the style of training that they like to do. But we also then move to high, medium and low days. So rather than just high, low, high, low, we go high, medium, low. And the highest days, we emphasize on their lagging body parts. So if they really want their back to grow, we eat the most on back days. If they really want their legs to grow, we eat the most on leg days, that kind of thing. So we'll have one to two days a week of really high calories, and that's body weight times 19 to 20. So if somebody's 175 pounds, they'd be eating 3,300 to 3,500 calories on those days. Then they're... Two to four days, depending on their training frequency, are their other training days. So maybe they really want to emphasize back and legs. Well, what do they do on chest? What do they do on, you know, arms, those kind of days? They eat like a medium amount, which is that body weight times 17 to 18. And then on their low days, their non-training days, body weight times 15 to 16. Now that's different for everybody. Some people, they might struggle to grow, but they are also kind of soft. So we don't want to push this high on calories because it's just going to make them uh, appear to get fatter as they grow muscle underneath their body fat. So we might actually want to do these a little bit low numbers, let them lean out a little bit as they're trying to grow. Now again with that one, it's super easy, just use the intro workout or post workout drink. And then on the days you really need to push your calories up, just have something fun to eat, you know, either earlier in the day if you train in the evening, or if you train in the beginning of the day or middle of the day, have something fun to eat for dinner. You know, like go out to eat, eat a pizza, stuff like that. Just get your calories up. Now, protein. What do we do on protein on those days? On the high days, we usually aim for protein to be body weight times 1 to 1.25, So, if you weigh 175 pounds, the bottom of how many grams of protein you should aim for is 175. So, pretty easy math there. And then the top would be around 220. So, take your body weight times one, that's the bottom number of the range, your body weight times 1.25, and that's going to give you the top number of the range. So, your protein on high calorie days should be somewhere within that range. The rest of the calories are carbs and fats, whatever balance you want, doesn't even matter. Uh, Then on low calorie days, the lower days, we want body weight times .8 to 1. So, as we said, 175 times 1 is 175, (laughs) .8 is 140. So, have 140 to 175 grams of protein on your low-calorie days. Now, can you play with that around some? Yeah, sure. Uh, I I wouldn't go too far above that unless there's like special cases, Uh, but in general, you don't want to eat more and more protein and over-restrict your calories and fats because it actually negatively impacts fat loss. And you end up uh, just going to the bathroom a lot and you're not actually absorbing all the food that you're eating. So these would be great ways for how to increase calories per day. As we said, use highly calorically dense foods, oils, butter, nuts, sauces, dressings, those things. Use more protein shakes if you need to. Eat fattier meats towards the end of the day. Then how do you manage your macronutrient targets? Like we said, start using caloric cycling. Have high days and low days, even high, medium, low days. And then protein on your high days, body weight times 1 to 1.25, and low days is body weight times 0.8 to 1. So the variability of differing calorie numbers per day can really help to maintain hunger over the long term. So rather than force feeding yourself every day, you only have to force feed yourself maybe two days in a row, then you get a day break. Two days in a row, then two days of break. You know, that kind of thing. So it it lets you be more consistent over time because you're not burning out so fast. Now, what you can do is track your weekly average calories. If you're not increasing weight at the rate you want, Increase that weekly average, whether you're pushing your high days higher or your low days up a little bit, just make sure you don't make them all the same because then you're just, you know, defeating the purpose of having the variability there. So just push your high days up a little bit, push your low days up a little bit, but push that weekly average up if you still need to grow. You can also measure body parts, take pictures, weigh yourself, track progressions in your training. You know, if you're getting an extra rep or two here or there, putting on five or extra pounds or so on exercises, then you're going to be building muscle, going to be increasing strength. So you want to blend using all of those things to track your progress. Okay. Well, I hope that was good information. If you have any follow-up questions, just shoot me an email, Brut Jim, excuse me. <coughs> Shoot me an email at brutalironjim at gmail.com. So thank you for listening. If you like our podcast, please consider sharing it. The more people we share it with, the more people we can help. And that's the whole goal. Then also thank you to those who donate to support the podcast. The podcast is well over $1,000 a year for hosting costs. I give an hour to it every day and we're going to keep it for free. So thank you to those who donate. You can do so on our website at www.brutalirongym.com. There's options there for one-time donation, monthly donation, yearly donation. Even just $5 a month, it does add up and it does help. So thank you to those who do that. If you like the information we share in our podcast, you can find more from us on Instagram. I post every day and a lot more on YouTube now. I'm trying to post there more often as well. And if you have any questions, feedback, suggestions, anything you want to know, let us know at our email at brutalirongym at gmail.com. As always... I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.